Welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Okay, it's been one week since we have been home, and I'm going to just say I have not pulled my hair out. I have not locked my kids in the closet. We're all good here. It hasn't been that bad. Now, I know that the majority of you listening to this podcast are either working from home or you're one of the workers that have to go to work so you are maybe out and about right now and if that is the case I want to say thank you so much for still going out good for you you got to still working if you are part of the people who are staying home and working remotely then I'm going to say good luck with that because apparently you know what it's like especially if you have kids to try to work from home it's not always the easiest thing I am also working from home right now so yeah um I've surprisingly been able to get a lot of things done, despite the whole family being home for the past week. I think we still have another couple of weeks to go, because schools are supposed to open back up. When I say supposed to, it's like the quote-unquote supposed to open back up on April 6th. But with all the uncertainty that's going on in the world right now, I'm not sure that the kids will actually go back to school on April 6th. And if they do go back, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like an online curriculum. Because I really can't see any school system opening up right now with the coronavirus still in high gear. So, even though it would be nice if they went back to school on April 6th, you know, I'm kind of fine with them. And I would rather them be at home, especially with everything going on. I'd rather my kids be at home, being loud, making noise, interrupting my podcast. Yeah, this is take two. Than to have them go back to school and get sick, you know. So that's just how I feel about it. Now, aside from the occasional noise, tantrums, arguing, my kids interrupting me when I'm trying to record the podcast, um, yeah, pretty much, it hasn't been that bad. Now, there have been times I wanted to pull my hair out, but I have not done that, and seriously, it has not been as bad as I thought it would be. You know, surprisingly, I've been able to get some things done. Um, The only thing I think that makes this situation not bearable because I'm fine with being at home, but it makes it like more relatable to everyone else. It's because we're all in the same boat, no matter where we live, whether we live in the United States or in Europe or in Africa, no matter where we are, we are all in the same situation or even in China. We're in the same situation. We are home. We're on lockdown kind of sort of because of the coronavirus. And so a lot of us are working from home. We're doing things that we probably would not have done before from home. I saw um, my husband, he likes to watch NFL and a lot of sports-related shows. And on those sports-related shows, you see a lot of the people, like, recording their episode or recording their part from their house. Like, you see their home in the background, and you see them. So, it just lets you know that, you know what, this is about everybody in the world. We are all in the same situation. We're all in the same boat. And it's kind of like... We're all just doing what we can to survive and get through this together. So it's nice to know that you are not alone. So if you're feeling alone being in your home, you're not. The whole world's with you because we are all in the same boat. Yesterday, I was on the phone with a representative from GoDaddy trying to get my domain name linked to one of my accounts. Um, I started a second website, which I'm going to connect to the Music and Vibes website for season four, and 
I was trying to get my domain name taken care of so that I can link it, but when I tried to do it on my own, I could not. You know, I don't even know why I keep trying, because every single time I try to link my own domain name, it never works. Even with all the instructions, it doesn't work. I always end up doing the same thing. I call in, and I tell them, I need help, and they help me. But this time, I was trying to avoid doing it because I knew that there weren't going to be a lot of people in the office. I would have to wait a long time to get my call answered, and I was like, I really don't want to do this. But... After like four days of trying to get a domain name connected and I could not, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just going to call in and I'm just going to do this. So I called in. I think it was Monday. I called in. And as I suspected, it took a long time to get that, to get someone to answer the phone. But it was fine because I understood and they explained that because of the coronavirus, people working from home, it may be longer than usual. So an hour later, I did work on things in between because I was prepared for the long wait. This guy picks up, and then I explained to him my problem. He was very kind about it, very helpful. And so he was like, it, he was like, okay. So he was trying to work on my stuff. He was trying to get my domain connected. But while he was on the phone, my kids were making noise. And I was like, please excuse the noise. My kids are home. He's like, hey, I totally understand. I'm working from home, too. My daughter's here, so I totally get it. But even though I know most people are supposed to say it and he said what he was supposed to say, but you can always tell, <clears throat> excuse me, you can tell if someone is saying what they're supposed to say or if they really genuinely mean it. And he genuinely meant it because he also was working for home. So, like, once I said, once again, I say we are all in this together because he understood where I was coming from because he's also a parent working from home. So he knew exactly where I was coming from. So that felt good to know, hey, you know, he gets it. Other parents out there who work remotely, we all get it. It's like camaraderie. Like, we get it. We work it from home. Kids are going to make noise. So it's like you have to accept some of those things. Now, on the other side of this whole thing, I'm just going to be honest. I have officially stopped reading things about the coronavirus. I've officially stopped consuming my days, what was going on with it. Because I'm just going to be real. It was stressing me out. Like, I would get up in the morning and I would read, see what happened, check the news. And it was all gloom about the coronavirus, how we don't know what's happening. On Facebook, people are telling their symptoms and how sick they are. You see people in the hospital with, like, oxygen masks and tubes in their nose so they can breathe. All on Facebook talking about how they're experienced with it and how sick they are. And it was really scaring me. Now, I have, um, I have allergies. So the other day, I took the kids outside and it was pollen everywhere. So after that, I started to feel like feverish and I started to feel sick. So of course I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I hope I don't have the coronavirus. And then all the things I read started playing in my mind. And I was like, oh, I can get really sick. This and that can happen, whatever. And then, yeah, it was like that for a couple of days. I was really scared. I was like, oh my goodness. I kept testing my breathing. Like, am I going to be all right? But then it dawned on me. Like, Kiana, you know what, the reason you are feeling this way is because you are reading so much about the coronavirus, so it is driving you insane. Like, you've got to stop. And the reason I say that is because with me, I know this is how I am. Like, I can read anything. Like, when they had Ebola in Africa, I would read up about it. Cause I, liked, I don't know why I like reading about this kind of stuff, even though it drives me insane. But I do like to read about it. So I would read about it, and then I would find myself feeling sick. I'd be like, oh my goodness, I hope I don't have Ebola, which I did not because that was just ridiculous. Like, it wasn't even over here. I'm reading about something in another country, and because I'm reading about it, I feel like I'm getting symptoms. Or 
If some of my office said their kid has something, I would immediately start feeling like I had it. Whatever it was they said it was, whatever sickness they said their kid had, I would immediately start to feel like I had that. And so, after a couple of days, I was like, Kiana, this is ridiculous. I was like, you do not have the coronavirus. I was like, you have allergies. That's why you're sneezing. You're outside with pollen. I was like, you don't even have any of the symptoms of the coronavirus. Like, get over it. So once I began to be like, okay, Kiana, you're good. Okay, this is crazy. I really started to feel better almost immediately. And I stopped with some of the foods that I was eating that, of course, I know caused me allergies. But, you know, you're in the house. So sometimes you might slip a little bit and eat something you're not supposed to, which is what I did. And so I was like, Kiana, you are fine. So then I decided, listen, it's important to be informed about the coronavirus. But you cannot consume your days with it. So what I did this, uh, yeah, starting on Monday, what I've done is I've just given myself 20 minutes a day to watch or read any information about the coronavirus. And that 20 minutes could either be a news broadcast, which takes up my 20 minutes for the day, or it could be 10 minutes reading um, information on the CDC and 10 minutes of watching the news. Whatever it is, it's only 20 minutes a day. I no longer look at Facebook posts or what people are saying about how they got it and stuff. Because, to be honest, just because that is their symptom don't mean that would be your symptom. And I just think just constantly filling your mind with all this, it just makes you more nervous, more anxious, more stressed out. I mean, it was at a point where my kids, if they sneeze, and they have allergies too, I'd be like, why are you sneezing? What's the reason for your sneeze? Like, it was ridiculous. So I just think that for me... I needed to kind of calm down with all my coverage of the coronavirus and stop watching so much of it because it's ridiculous. I've just come to the conclusion that I need to be informed about the virus. I don't need to be consumed about it. And there is a huge difference, which I explained. One difference is that I no longer watch it every single day. I watch what I need to know to be informed. I still take the precautions that we need to take, um, washing hands, staying at home, Okay, my kids do laugh at me because they say I'm going slightly overboard. So if I have to go out to go shopping or anything, like by the time I get home, the clothes I had on, I immediately wash, shower, get new clothes on, wash my hands, that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm just trying to be precautious, and I'd rather be safe than sorry. So if my kids laugh because they think I'm going overboard with this, so be it. I'm not trying to bring home any kind of germs to them. So that is what I do. But aside from that, I mean, there's only so much we can control. We can do our part, and if we do our part, I think we should be fine. So that's pretty much where I am, 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day, and I'm good with that because I'm not stressed about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm good with 20 minutes a day. So other than that, I think that we're all adjusting to this new reality, and we are beginning to enjoy our time together now that we have one week under our belts. So I guess my question is, I've told you guys how we're dealing with it here, what's going on here, but how are you guys doing? Like, are you okay? What are some of the things that you're doing to keep your spirits up during this time? I mean, is being at home making you stir crazy? Or are you taking advantage of this time to relax and reconnect with the ones you love? I would really love to hear how you are do- how you are doing and what you are doing at this time. So if you would like to share with me how you're doing right now, just head on over to the Music and Vibes podcast Facebook page and message me telling me how you're doing. I would really love to hear from you.
Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about something that I think a lot of us are experiencing right now, and that is how to deal with stress at home. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it has been almost a week and a half of staying in the house. And even though things are good, things, um, yeah, they're really good. I can't really complain about it. But there are some stressful things about being home as well. Like, for example, yesterday I told the girls I would take them outside for a walk around the neighborhood. And I do this just to get them out of the house, you know, a little exercise here and there. However, when we went outside, it was raining lightly. So I told them, I was like, guys, we can't take our walk today. We have to go back inside the house and we have to just walk another day. Now, normally this wouldn't have been such a huge issue. You know, it's common sense. If it's raining, you cannot really walk outside. I'm not going to get wet walking outside unless I'm walking and then it starts to rain. But if it's already raining, there is no way I'm going to just go walking outside. So I couldn't take them, and they understood this, whatever. But this time, all three of the girls, the 14-year-old, 13-year-old, and 11-year-old, all had meltdowns because I would not take them on a walk in the rain. Like, they were upset, they were crying, you know, it's not fair, you promised. I'm just like, it's raining outside. I really tried to go. You know, I walked outside, so apparently I'm going through with my end of the bargain. I cannot control the rain, but they were upset about it. They cried, they had fits, not really tantrums, they're older now. You know how that is. Like, silent treatment, don't want to talk to you, upset, should have taken me out anyway, that kind of thing. Eventually, they did calm down, and they admitted to me that they understood why I did not take them on a walk, but that they were just disappointed because they were looking forward to it all day, and since they hadn't been out of the house a lot, they just wanted to get out and do something, which I get. So I'm sure that if my preteen and my teenage daughters are feeling this way, then let's be honest that we adults are in the same situation, and all the adults in the house, we are feeling a little stressed as well. Have you found yourself easily irritated or getting annoyed and frustrated over like the silliest thing that you're just like, man, I don't know why I got mad at that. Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then yeah, you're dealing with some type of stressor. And here's the thing. Everything in your life right now might be going great, but with all the uncertainty that we are experiencing and the fact that none of us knows when we will be able to get back to our normal routines or when it's really a safe thing to actually leave our house and go out and do things. Oh, and let me mention the whole elephant in the room, which is the fear of the unknown with the coronavirus. I mean, scientists are still learning about it, and all the information that we are getting from the news and the CDC, and yes, even from Facebook, can seem overwhelming at times, because this is all everyone has been talking about for the past two or three weeks. So we're constantly being saturated and bombarded with information about the coronavirus. And I don't know about you, but just hearing so much negativity and all this stuff about the economy, it's kind of stressful for me. And I'm sure you're beginning to feel the effects of what we are all going through as a global community. So if that is the case, it's no wonder that a lot of us are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And if what I'm saying is resonating with you, then good. You've identified that you're feeling stressed out right now, which is totally awesome. Because before you can begin to make positive changes in your life, you must first recognize the problem. And then, and only then, can you begin to make the changes that you need to make in your life. So, if you're feeling stressed out, then imagine how it is affecting your kids and even your marriage. 
Stress can affect our marriage in so many different ways. It can affect our behavior and the way we act toward our spouse. Stress affects us emotionally, which also affects our spouse. Because if you're upset and you're crying or you're stressed out and you're irritable, you are not going to be like the best you you can be. You're probably going to be a little irritable, snappy, give like quick remarks, like maybe be cold, maybe snap at them a little bit more, be irritable. I mean, it's going to affect your relationship and it's going to affect your spouse. If stress affects you physically where you're like sick and it gives you headaches and stomach aches and you just can't cope and it's just affecting you in such a way physically that you have to like maybe lay down or you can't focus and do what you have to do then it affects your spouse as well and even if stress affects you physically you're being it affects your spouse now stress can also weaken your immune system and cause you to feel sick which is the example that i mentioned with stress affecting you physically some examples would be like a headache a stomach ache anxiety panic I mean, all of these things can happen when you are stressed. And none of this is good for you or for your marriage. So today, we're going to discuss some things you can do while you are home to cope with the stress that you may be feeling. I think the first thing that is very good for all of us to do, which all of us think we do, but we don't, is to express yourself. Now, I know for one, I do sometimes have an issue with expressing myself. And it's weird because I talk all the time. But when it comes to like sitting down and telling people exactly how I feel, I don't always do that. It's like I'll internalize it. Like, oh, they know they shouldn't have done this because I feel this way or whatever. So I'll get mad at someone, even though I haven't even told them why I'm upset, become like, you should already know because you did it. Well, they cannot already know because they can't read your mind. So if you feel in any way while you're at home during this time that you have been mistreated by a family member or someone in your house, what you should do is um, speak up, talk to them, express what's bothering you. But you have to do it in a way where you're not being, you're not making accusations and being accusatory and telling them, it's your fault I'm here in this house and it's your fault that I feel this way. No, that's not how that works out. It, you should say, remember when... I'm going to use a kid, for example. Let's say your kid breaks something or whatever, and you're like, remember you broke this? It made mommy feel sad because you didn't listen or whatever. Or if your husband does something, or your wife, and they does something that makes you feel upset or frustrated or irritated, you can just wait and you like, when you're in a calm and state of mind where you can actually talk, you can say something like, remember when you said this or when you did this? Well, it made me feel this way because at the time you said it, I was feeling such and such. So this is how it made me feel. And then you can go from it from that level. It's always best to go with how it made you feel instead of you did this to me. Because no one wants to be accused of anything. No one wants to be attacked. And the whole you did this to me or you said this, it is one where it's coming off as you attacking that person. But if you're just explaining about your feelings and how it made you feel, then that's a better way of handling things. So number one, express yourself. If you are in the house, I know it sounds crazy, you need to slim down your schedule. So do not give yourself an overwhelming home to-do list because that's just going to lead you to more stress. So if you thought that this time at home was going to be a time you're going to clean up the house and you're going to paint and do all the stuff you never did, in the five years that you had the house, you're going to do it all in this three-week period, then you are setting yourself up for failure and tons of stress. Do not do that. Maybe pick one activity that you want to do at the house a week and then do that. Prioritize which one is more important to you and then go from there. 
Now, if you're working from home and you're like, oh, this is a good time for me to catch up on all my work and all of this, nope, not a good idea. Do not do that because you are going to stress yourself out. Because the key is the more you have to do, the more overwhelmed you feel and the more stressed you're going to be. So you have to slim down that schedule. So if you have a list of things to do for the day, if you're working from home, go with the one that needs to be done first. That's the most important. Do that one first. Because if you have kids in the house, they're not going to be quiet the whole day. So you do the one that is most important first during the time your kids are quiet. Then the rest of the ones that are least important, you can get those done, but you can do them at different times. And give yourself room and space to work and do these things. Don't hold yourself so accountable to a schedule. Like normally I know I have a schedule when I want things to get done. But you cannot stick to that schedule when everybody is home. So what you can do is the most important thing do first, then everything else work in around maybe naps, lunch, when the kids are playing in the video games, work it in around then. But the most important thing do first, and then after that, do everything else. And here's another thing, learn how to say no. Don't take on so many commitments. And I know since you're home, you're just like, how do I take on tons of commitments? Well, you can do that even with your kids by like, I wanna take you here, I'm gonna do this with you, I'm gonna do that with you. No, 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 don't do that either. Pick one activity that you want to do with your kids a day. Do that one activity. And then if you have time to do something else, do that. So it's all about slimming down your schedule so that what you're doing is something that you can realistically do and not something that is unrealistic. I think so many times we get stressed out because we're giving ourselves such a huge list of things to do that it's not even humanly possible to do these things. So if you're trying to do something that you normally couldn't do on any other given day, you're going to stress yourself out with all of these expectations that you have for yourself. So cut down those expectations. Slim down your schedule. Do one thing. Get that done. And if you have time, do something else. But don't hold yourself to a huge, long, drawn-out schedule that you know you cannot keep up with. Another thing that you can do while you're at home is select a stress management activity. Now, this is good. Now, I know for me, my stress management activity is listening to music. And I love listening to music, I love writing, I love singing. So that for me is my stress management activity. Now for one of my daughters, her stress management activity is playing the trumpet. Okay, yeah, that stresses the rest of us out, but it distresses her. So you know what, we just deal with it, leave it alone. And if I must say, she's gotten really good. Like she can go online and pick out different songs and play them, which she could not do before. So... My daughter's doing an awesome job with her trumpet. Maybe one day she'll play the trumpet as a professional. I would love that because I love music. But I'm not going to say it because if she hears me ever saying that, she is not going to keep practicing. So that's just between us. Let's just keep it our secret. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Find a stress management activity. It could be yoga. <clears throat> excuse me. It could be knitting, listening to music. It could be meditating. It could be praying. Whatever it is. That, it could be reading, gardening. Whatever it is that helps you deal with stress, do that. So try to get that in at least once a day. And I'm saying this because we're at the house, you know, so you can add this into your, you can do this. Try to do something, even if it's crossword puzzles, whatever it is that helps you de-stress, do that. And that will also help you find a way or a vehicle to get rid of some of your stress. And just put this into your daily activity and daily routine. Another thing you can do to help control your stress is to take action. Because so many times we do not take action about the things that's stressing us out. So if there's a situation that's stressing you out, 
take some action and make it better. So many times we just deal with stress like, oh, this is stressing me out, but we don't do anything. Um, maybe it's hard to believe this, but some of the things that stress us out is in our control. Like if there's a person stressing you out, you can choose whether or not to hang around that person as much. But if it's a family member, if it's a person that's stressing you out, you can choose to talk and work on the issue instead of just ignoring it and be like, oh, they're just stressing me out. Or if money is stressing you out, you can take action to work on your finances to fix it so that it's no longer a stressor. Or if um, your kids have not cleaned up the house and it's stressing you out, then you can take action and have them clean up and help them clean up so that that's no longer a stressor. So many times we deal with things that we don't have to deal with, but we can just take action and get rid of those things that are stressing us out. And... We just don't take action. Sometimes when it comes to stress, we just deal with it like, oh, this is a permanent thing. We have to deal with this situation. It's really stressing me out, but I have to deal with it. No, you don't. You can take action. Like earlier, I told you how I was getting stressed out about all the news coverage of the coronavirus. So what did I do? I took action and said, nope, we're going to watch it for these couple of minutes to be informed. But other than that, we are not dealing with it. And so sometimes you have to take action to deal with stress. So don't let it just go and think that there's, it's, not, it's out of your control and there's nothing you can do. So many times there are things you can do and you can control some things. Now, not everything, which brings me to my point, except what you can't control. But for the things you can control, take action. Then accept the things that you cannot control. Because if you're getting overwhelmed by things that you can't control... It's a waste of your time. You're setting yourself up for failure because there's no way you can control it. So why stress about things you can't control? Just accept, hey, I can't control this. And it may be difficult because if you are a person like me who kind of like to control your environment, you just got to accept there are some things you cannot control. Like, for instance, me working at home. I can't control working at home to an extent, but I can't control the other factors like maybe – my kids making noise every now and then. Or maybe they want to spend time with me or do stuff with me. Because they are kids. They, I can't expect them to sit down all day long at the house, not doing anything, not making a sound. That would be ridiculous. So I can't control that. They're, they're kids. They're going to need to have some time. to. They need downtime. They need time to relax. So what I can control is when I get my work done and how I get it done. So I can get it done when they're playing video games or when they're quiet. And then when they're not quiet, I can do things with them and not try to be so controlling. Like, this has to be quiet the whole eight hours. So, accept what you can't control. Take action on things you can't control. Another thing is surround yourself with supportive people. Now, I would pray and hope that since we are all stuck home, that you are in a group of people with your family that are supportive, <clears throat> kind, and they don't stress you out. However... If this is not the case, then you may want to reach out to some of your friends who may be like your inner circle who are supportive people. And even though you can't go to see them, you can always um, call them on the phone. You can text with them. You can Skype. Um, you can talk to them on Facebook if you still do that or want to do that. I mean, there are ways to connect without actually going out. So it's important that during this time you surround yourself with supportive people. And let me just say... It may not even be that your family is not supportive, but if you need like encouragement from other moms who are at this time trying to homeschool their kids, you want to, you may want to get yourself involved in an um, online support group or online Facebook group 
for parents who homeschool their kids. So that way you have like a group of people who are supporting you, you're exchanging resources, and you can feel like you're not so alone. Or if you have other things you want to do, you may want to connect with people who have some of the same hobbies and things that you want to do so that you guys can work on that and you don't feel so alone at this time because you're stuck in the house. And that will also help too because if you are doing things that you like to do and you're connecting with people who are doing the same things, then you are not holding that expectation upon your spouse or your kids to fulfill you. You're doing things that you like and you're surrounding yourself with supportive people. So I think that's mostly the case here because I'm not going to say that your spouse is not supportive because they probably are supportive. But being in the house with someone all the time, they may not be interested in homeschool, and it's fine if they're not. They may not be interested in a book club or reading a book with you or something that you may want to do, but it doesn't make them less supportive. It just means that that's just not their thing, and it's okay. So you need to find a group of people who are into those things so that you can do those things with them. Now, any normal situation, I would be like, um, consider your inner group. I would mostly be talking about your inner circle of people that you hang around at work, people you associate with. And I'm still talking about it. But since we are at home, we need to make sure that we are surrounding ourselves with people who are interested in doing the same thing so that we don't stress each other out. When I say each other, your spouse or your kids out, because you're doing something you like to do and you're not holding these expectations on them to fulfill you since they're the only people around you since you're home. So surround yourself with supportive people. Get organized because organization helps you. Believe it or not, living in an organized, tidy home coupled with maybe um, a couple of things to do at the house can bring about a sense of order and control. So if you feel out of control, go clean your room. If you feel like things are like really stressful, clean the house, sanitize it or whatever. Make your house a nice, comfortable living space for you. And when you do this, it will help you because you're not getting frazzled. Believe it or not, sometimes the environment that we place ourselves in is the cause of a lot of our stress and anxiety. So if you're living in a house that is cluttered, dirty, messed up, and it's not like a good living space or a good environment for you, then that also can be part of your stress because clutter can cause stress. And your house usually resembles your mindset. So if you want to declutter your mind, declutter your house. If you want to clean up what you think about yourself and what you think about other people, clean up your house. Now, I'm not going to say that clean up your house makes you automatically happy, but no, it puts you in a space where you can think. When you clean up, it puts you in a clean space where you can think and you can prioritize and you can make rational decisions because your house is clean, it calms you down, and you can begin to make good decisions and start thinking about different things. So, if you need to get organized, this is the perfect time to do it. Organize your house so that you can have some sense of control, which will decrease your stress and help you to cope better. Is that making sense? All right, good. Another thing that you have to do, and this is simple, easy, and we should all know and understand this and do it, make time for fun. Like, the simple things in your house can step up happiness. So if you guys, if you want to play a game with your kids or with your spouse, Play a game. Watch a movie together. Make popcorn together. Make lunch together. Take a walk. Just do something fun. Because when you do fun things, it can step up your happiness. It takes away your stress because you're no longer worrying about the things that you're worrying about. You're doing something fun. Even if it's something simple like reading to your child, playing with a pet, 
Do something fun. And that can also help you cope with the stress that you may be feeling. Create a personal space. Now, this is important. You may not have a huge mansion, so you may not have a room to yourself. You may not have an office. But there has to be some place in your house where you can go and feel a sense of calm and peace. Whether it's your garden, it could be the front porch when you sit out there. Like for me, in my living room, I have like my kids laugh at it. I call it my office. It's not even a big office space to be real. It's like one of those little desks you can buy from Walmart. I have my laptop on it. I have two little um, cubby things beside it where I can put my work. I have my microphones. I have two of them now. I have my microphones for podcasting, recording. I have all my stuff in like a little area. And it's not even huge, but it's my space. And I can decorate that space however I want to because it's my personal office. So I have my own little space. And I know that whenever I go to this little space, my office, I can go there, I can relax, I can work. I just feel peaceful because this is my area. So just get an area. It can even be a chair. Like, if you just have a chair and you sit in a corner, like, this is my space, whatever it is, let that be your personal space where you can relax. Whenever you want to relax and feel comfortable, go to that space so you can sit and relax and be comfortable. It could be anywhere, and you can do anything in that little space, but that's your place where you can relax and get away from what's happening in your home or in the world, but right now, in your house. So go there, create a little personal space. And go there to make that space a comfortable space where you can relax and calm down. And just de-stress. Infuse your home with calm. Now I know you're like, how in the world do I infuse my home with calm? Easy. It's not as difficult as it may sound. Now I know everybody has different things that seems to calm them down. Like for me, music calms me. For other people, one of my daughters, she likes to listen to... um, what noise is it? Like the nature sounds that calms her down. So if you like, if having like candles and good smells in your house calms you down, then do that. If having classical music played in your house, I mean, whatever it is in your house that calms you down. It could be plants. It could be rocks, natural elements. It could be a cool painting on the wall, calming colors, soft lights in your house, whatever it is. Do that to infuse your house with a piece of calm. So when you walk into your home, it's like a zen spa for you. Whatever you need to do to make that happen, just do that. Make your house a calming place so that when you come home or now that you are home, you can just be in a place where your house is calm, where you feel calm, and that the atmosphere is conducive for a calming, peaceful environment. So infuse your house with calm. And another thing that I want you to remember is that when you're feeling stress, is that that stressful feeling is temporary and that it's not a permanent feeling. So many times we get stressed and we're just like, oh my goodness, and it's just like something that takes over you and you don't think of it like, okay, I'm feeling stressed right now, but this is temporary, I'll get over it. It just takes over you and you be stressed for days and months or whatever. Stress does not have to consume your life. You can be stressed But realize, this is not a temporary feeling. You're just stressed because of what you're dealing with right now. And you know what I always say. Just because what you're feeling right now in this moment may be stressful, it does not mean the next moment you're going to feel stressed. It does not mean the next moment things are not going to get better for you. So just remember that feeling stressed is a feeling that you have at this moment, but it's not a feeling that you're necessarily going to have 
for a lifetime or even in the next moment or even in the next hour. So it's important to do what you can to control what you can control, take action, except what you can't control. Um, it's important to infuse your home with calm, create that personal space, get organized, make time for fun, surround yourself with supportive people. All of these things are important. And it's important that you do every single one of these things. But it's also important that you remember that what you're feeling right now is temporary. And that the stress you feel will go away and that is not a permanent thing. And that things will get better. Now the song that we're going to listen to today is called Hard Times. And it's about a couple who's going through hard times. But understand that hard times are not going to last forever. And I thought that this song was going to be perfect. Because it will remind all of us. That we will not be stuck in our homes forever. Things are going to get better. And that this is not a permanent situation. So I hope that this song encourages you and gives you hope. That things are going to get better. And that one day we're all going to look back on this day and on this time in history as a global community. And be like, yeah, remember the time we were stuck in the house? It's going to be something that brings about... Um, Feelings of closeness and connectedness rather than, oh my goodness, I can't believe we're stuck in the house. So just know this is just something we're dealing with now. It's not always going to be like that. Things are going to get better. And I just hope that this song encourages you and gives you hope and help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So here's the song, Hard Time. In a rough
all of you guys for listening to me. I truly appreciate it. I mean, words cannot describe how much I appreciate you guys taking the time out each week to hang out with me, talk with me. And I know when I say talk with me, you may be like, talk with you. Yes, talk with me. Because I know that if you are anything like I am, when I listen to things, I'll either laugh or I'll make a comment or I'll agree verbally. So, yeah, thank you for taking time to hang out with me, talk to me, listen with me. Because I do feel that we are friends and it's not like more like a one-sided kind of thing. I just feel like we are friends. We spend time together each week. And I truly appreciate you guys hanging in there with me for the past couple of years, listening, and just being supportive. Because the Music and Vibes podcast would be nothing without you. So, guys, thank you so much. I love you, and I mean this from the bottom of my of my heart. Thank you guys so much for listening. I would also like to thank Anique Music for supporting and sponsoring the show for the past year and a half. It has been a pleasure working with you. You guys are awesome, and I can't wait to see what we will do in the future together. Um, for those of you who don't know, Anique Music is a publishing company that produces and represents all of the music heard here on the podcast. So, Anique Music, thank you so much for your support, your sponsorship, just Thank you so much. Guys, today I just want to say that um, this is the last day of season three. Yes, next week. Wait, this is amazing. Like April 1st, which is the fourth month, we're going to begin our fourth season of the Music and Vibes podcast. And it's going to start on April 1st. I promise you I'm not going to have any jokes. I don't do April Fool's a lot. <laughs> so there won't be any jokes. We're really going to have the podcast. It's going to start next Wednesday, April the 1st, so I just want to let you guys know, we have a lot of things that we're going to be doing, I'm thinking about throwing in some extra podcasts, this week I'm actually going to be like, um, experimenting to see how I will put the podcast on YouTube, for those of you who would want to watch it on YouTube, I'm trying to figure out how we would go about doing that, I'm also trying to figure out how I will possibly do Facebook Lives with this. It's so many things that we're going to be doing. And I really want you guys to be informed. But the only way you guys can be informed and keep up to date with everything that's happening is if you do what? Yes, subscribe to the podcast. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And in the show notes, is going to be a link that takes you to subscribe to the podcast. Now, I clicked on the link the other day. Now, when I put the link in, it was from the page where you subscribe to the podcast. However, when I clicked on it, I do see that it just takes you to the page for the Music and Vibes podcast, but it doesn't take you to the actual subscribe button. Well, I played around with it, and here's how you get to the actual subscribe button. So, here's what you do. You click on the link that's going to be in the show notes to subscribe to the podcast. Once you click on that link, it'll take you to the page, and then you'll see... It'll be an iTunes page, but you'll see something at the top. It'll be like a little rectangular box, and it'll say, listen to the podcast on Apple Music. You click that, and that will take you to the page where you can subscribe. So once you get there, click the subscribe button, and we are good. We are set. You will be subscribed to the podcast, and you can get all the episodes I want to throw in in between. So you will be good. So go ahead right now and subscribe to the podcast. I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with your friends, with your family. Just continue to share. And I want to thank you for doing it because, like I said, each week I see a spike in um, listenership and in people who download it and follow. So thank you so much. Continue to share the podcast with a friend. So this week, if you know somebody in your immediate circle who is losing their mind, being in the house all this time, then this podcast episode is for them. 
share it with them, and make sure they understand how they can cope with stress of being at home. Now, if you guys feel like you want to contact me or talk to me for any reason, I'm open to it. I would love to talk to you, with you guys and have conversations. So, if you guys feel like you want to connect with me, what you can do is go to our, right now the best way to do it is to go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, and it's called the Music and Vibes Podcast. Go to the Facebook page and message me. Or you can go to Music and Vibes on Instagram. And you can send me a DM. And I promise I'll answer your DM. I'll answer your message. Or if you want to send me an email, you can um, go to music and vibes um, at music and vibes at outlook.com. Or if you just want to go to my go to the website, you can go to the website, which is musicandvibes.com. And there's a place there where you can just click a button that says contact. And just send me, fill out the information and send it to me and then I can get in contact with you. And I think there's a space on that where you can ask me questions or whatever and you can just do that. So yeah, let's just go about doing that. And I promise you next week I'll have a better way for you to contact me so it won't be so confusing. And we can just have one place where we go to contact me. But guys, I would love to hear from you. So yeah, go ahead, contact me. Um, I think that's all for now. And if you have any questions for me contact me and let me know. I don't think I have anything else for you guys today, but I would just like to say, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your week and try to do some of the things on this list. Um, if you're feeling stressed at home. All right. So that's it for today, guys. This is the end of season three. So I'll talk to you next week when we start season four, super excited about season four. So bye-bye for now. And I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm